Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of O Jeremiah Talks. This week, Aaron and I sit down in our stu- we call it the studio. It's just our second bedroom in our apartment, and we face each other and we talk about. Is it weird that I emphasize that we face each other? Uh, what else would we face? But this week we talk about Maggie Rogers. So you probably know her video where um, she's sitting in front of Pharrell and Pharrell like loses his mind over Maggie. And as he should, she's wonderful. Well, so that's kind of what we wanted to talk about. The the overnight seeming success of this amazing songwriter that never went away, which we love. You know, uh, she was a student at NYU and now uh, she was nominated for a Grammy for Best New Artist in 2020. We love Maggie Rogers. It's one of the artists that Aaron and I unanimously agree on. And the other thing that we unanimously agree on now is how amazing the show Succession is. So if you're on HBO, if you like dark TV, which I don't know, like if you want to watch anything dark right now, but Succession, Aaron and I are going through it. I've already seen it, but Aaron is going through it for the first time. And I got to be honest, she loves it. So that's a big deal. So we talk about succession. And then I just give you a, we just have a fun time talking about literally anything other than the election, because I can't tell you how much I need to just not talk about the election, as probably you resonate with that too. So super fun one this week, fam. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you stay well. See you on the other side. I wanted to be you talking on the intro. I know we together. Yeah. Right now, I'm already you started hot. fanning yourself. I know I'm already like burning up. But then you shut all the windows this morning because you were so cold. Yeah, this is a tough. This is the tough part of the year where it's like throughout the. There are many seasons throughout the day, mm-hmm. and my favorite part of the day is when I first wake up and it's so chilly, mm-hmm. so it's easy to get like snuggled back into bed. Yeah, you did that today. I did that today. So I woke up, checked the thermostat, and it was at like 66, mm-hmm. which I'm saying is like nirvana for me. Yeah, I have a quilt and a comforter. It's great. It's and a great I, time. You always comment on how my body temperature is very warm. I yeah. like lava. Yeah. Uh, let's start Feelings, out. Feelings, Will, you're incredibly fussy. I, I'm not fussy. You're like 80% fussy. I'm not fussy. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm not fussy. So my parents... So. Okay, are you going to do this? I'm going to do it. Parents have this hold on you <laughs> that I can... They're your parents. That's they are a, my parents. That's such a weird statement. They, they they have such a hold on me every time I see them. It's what weird. A, it's like they're your parents or something. <laughs> that, Sorry. Yeah, that was hilarious. Um, so the... I just talked to my, to my mom, just checking in. We saw them last weekend for the first time in months. And a side effect of us not touring is that we're not having Taco Bell for every meal, which is... That's dramatic. But it's, it's dramatic, but it is also accurate because we have to have fast food and I'm the one that drives, so I have to have something I can hold. That's my move. Mm-hmm. right? I need a quick meal that we can get in the car and I can hold in my hand while I drive, right? Mm-hmm. That is your burgers. That is your burritos. Quesarito from Taco Bell. Let's not let's not kid around. Mm-hmm. And then that is like your slices of pizza. That's like what I can do on the road. Mm-hmm. So we haven't toured in six months. So I have had six months of healthier eating. And I've been doing this online workout with my friend Marshall. And it's called Camp Gladiator. And I feel like I'm I'm just in a healthier spot than I was when we were touring. I see my mom thinking 
they're going to mention it because I I haven't had a thought or no, perfect example. If I have a pimple anywhere on my body, they <laughs> will see it and they will be like, "Dude, what's with that pimple?" And I'll be like, "I've that's the first thing you say to me. It's just like a parent thing. I feel like that's a parent thing. I feel like I'm living in Also, you have great skin and you never have any. I have one on my forehead right now. It reminds me of Everybody Loves Raymond or like Seinfeld whenever his parents come, where they just like, they're so lovable and whatever to everyone else. They have to point out. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So I see see them and I think like, oh, maybe they're going to notice that I've been like taking Mm -hmm. care of myself better. And the whole time they're they're thinking that I'm sick and I'm just not telling them. (laughs) And my mom just texts me. That's sad though. No. And my mom just texts me like, hey, you looked pale. I shaved my beard for the first time. (laughs) And uh, you look you look frail, which is not what you should tell someone if they think that they've been working out and look good, especially like if you're like going for strength or whatever. But I know they just don't know that. And here's what's hard for me. Go ahead. And I try not to make it about me, but I it's hard not to. Like we also started intermittent fasting like what eight weeks ago. Are eight we weeks at eight ago. or nine? I think we're weeks? at nine. I think today starts nine. So like. I feel like I do. Just, babe, just take your shirt off. Okay, you're, fine. You're obviously, like, burning up. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I mean, I am. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you're doing this. I mean, I told you to, but you're just, like, there fanning yourself. There we go. Um, but, so we did, we started the intermittent fasting. Um, I, what well, I'm, like, doing my supplements really well right now. What's my workout routine like? Not awesome, but it's, like... I'm, what do I do? I do, like, I do hot yoga once a week. I go walking several times. I don't know if that counts. You and I do our workouts on Fridays together. We have started Family Fun Fitness Fridays. Yikes. Um, <laughs> and then we do, like, sometimes I'll do a hit class. It's going to be a thing. That name is going to catch on, I promise. Yeah, I would say I work out on average, like, three to four times a week. So maybe that's not enough. And I and I'm willing to accept that, but also I've been eating healthier because we're off the road. Same thing. It's like that classic commercial. I just always remember this image of like, it. I think the example they use is like a a husband and wife. They drop drinking cokes all together, and then within a month, like the husband's pants are like falling off, and he's like slimmed up so quickly, and then the woman like gains a pound or like something funny like that. And so I, like, as much as, I mean, I don't know that I want to, it's hard for me to, like, celebrate for you. No, I know. And that's always been, because this is a thing for you. This is not a thing for me. Yeah, and that's why it's even more annoying. Yeah, because, and I think. But I guess it's like singing. Yeah, we talk about, we talk about how your relationship with, like, health and fitness or whatever is the same as my relationship with music. Right. Because I have to go into a practice room and I have to like run it and I have to try my best and I still hit bad notes mm-hmm. whenever we're performing and like I will write a song that I'm really proud of and we'll perform it for the first time and I'll, and, and someone will come up to you and be like, your harmonies on that new song were great. And I'm <laughs> yeah, like, and that would be my first time ever singing it. <laughs> yeah. Like literally we performed a new song at our, at the MC show and you had never even heard it all the way through. And you picked it up in the second chorus. And I was like, gonna stop the song and scold you. Like, I was like, you didn't even practice this. But you just picked it up and you just ran on perfect harmony. 
Art Garfunkel out here. Like, <laughs> like it's no big deal. Yeah. But I have to work at it, like, really hard. I know. And, and you, then here you are. We're doing the same. I don't Not completely well, no, the see, same. See, that's not. And I think another thing is I often work out before you're up. So, like, there are days where I, there are weeks where I go five days a week just because I have time. Like, yeah. so, like, I'm working out Tuesdays and Thursdays. I work out at 6.45 a.m. So, like. I, it, okay, fine. You're doing more, but that triggers me as well. <laughs> I'm just irritated. Well, I, and, It's just, like, irritating because, like, here's the thing. I'm wearing these, like, sweatpants that I got last year in Savannah. Do you remember that? No. What if we did, like, our kind of beach trip, but also a show to pay for it? That was a great time. Was it? Oh, okay. No, I mean, it was. I just remember there being so many wedding parties at that. I think we stopped counting at 21 and one bachelorette parties. Yeah, but so I got these sweatpants and like I'm having this hard time wondering. Oh, sorry, noodles. I just kicked her in the face. I'm having a hard time wondering if these pants were too big for me last year or if they fit well because right now they just fit well. And I'm worried that maybe they were too big last year and now they fit well. And I'm like, dang it. Uh, okay, you let's let's back up. I'm spiraling. I know this is go, this has gone into a completely different conversation. It's not fair. It is you, fair. No, it's not fair because you are so. What is my prone. natural weight? I'm. I Can someone that, tell me that? I don't know what that even means. Okay, you are prone to be so mean to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's it blows my mind. I'm how, getting better at it. Are you? Yes, I take care of myself really well. You have to, now you have to catalog the fit of a pant a year in the past to know how you feel about yourself in them currently. Uh, Yeah, you would do the same. I don't. Except all of your pants are too big for you now. Okay, easy, easy. But but now I have to, so I was a slim jean and now I can't wear slim jeans anymore because I have thunder thighs. That's because your thighs are muscular. I'd be squatting. Yeah, see, that's just really annoying. Can you stop? I cut myself shaving just by like sliding the razor. Hard in the- subject change. Hard subject change. I mean, kind of. Okay. No, I. I'm, I, just, ir- I'm just irritated, and I'm trying not to be. I know, but you are, you are so beloved in this household and in your life that like it just doesn't matter. I'm going to have a meltdown. Do you want to have a meltdown on the podcast? Not on the podcast. Do you want me to stop the podcast? You probably should. Stop the podcast. Well, <laughs> I definitely didn't mean for that to go in that direction. I was just trying to talk about how it's funny to me at 30 that my mom can still like send a text message thinking that it will have no effect on me and it totally does, which is just like a testament to like that relationship, I guess. I mean, I don't you really don't think she thought it would have an effect on you? It's hard to say. I never I mean, of know. of course, she, she did. I I think she spiraled in her head of thinking that you were sick because you have been really sick before and you lost a lot of weight whenever you were sick. And so I imagine she saw you a week ago spiraled into thinking that you were sick again. And instead of just letting it spiral even further, she's like, I'm just going to ask him. Yeah, maybe so. And I, so if... I had the West Nile virus whenever Aaron and I first started dating and I lost like 30 pounds in two weeks or something. Cause I was like really bad off, but, and I think yeah, it was crazy. That's not an exaggeration. No, it was crazy. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I, it's just a weird, it's a weird thing that like 
to picture to picture where I am now and to be like, oh, that reminds me of when you had West Nile. It's just like a weird feeling, you know, that just like the more I think about it, the more I hurt my own feelings. Yeah. And I get that. But you also were like heavily medicated at that time. And you don't know our perspective of going through it. I totally agree. And I don't I, remember anything about that. Yeah. And for us, it was just a lot of fear. Yeah. In losing you. For sure. So I think that's where I know that's where she's coming from. Yeah, I agree. So. Okay, you want to talk about something a little bit peppier? Yep. I feel like this is one of the artists that we share this, the exact same amount of love on. Because, like, you have artists that you really, really like, and I'm yeah, like... Yeah, we're pretty split. We're pretty split on, on a lot of artists. But I think we unanimously love Mackie Rogers. The same amount. The same amount. Yeah, I'd love to see her live. Because I think... I think I, I caught on to her a little bit earlier than you did. And then one day I came in and you were listening to her. And I was like, oh, you like this. You like this artist. Her and album from like a year ago. Yeah. So um, Heard It In A Past Life was her album from a year ago. And I was surprised. That's her first album, right? Yeah, because... So her her whole story is she was a student, I think, at NYU. Please do not be mad at me if I butcher these details. You can Google it if you want more accurate ones. Um, There's a YouTube video of it. Yeah, but she was in a production class, and they were, like, presenting songs that they had worked on, Mm -hmm. and Pharrell was the master class or, like, guest lecturer or whatever, Mm -hmm. and got to Maggie's song, played the song Alaska before it was even done, and he was, like, blown away to the point where the whole internet was like, oh, this is going to, she's going to be a star. There's like a video of his reaction to it, right? Yeah. And he like, you can tell it's so very genuine. And it's a lot of the way I felt the first time I heard Maggie Rogers, which is, oh, this is like familiar and brand new all at once. Like Mm -hmm. she feels like she's always been there, but somehow she's 23 or whatever. She has such an effortless voice that I love and it's, it's effortless, but genuine. Yeah. And so her song, Alaska, one of the things I thought was really cool is that all people had to go on was that video of like half of Alaska. So there there were all these like underground remix and like guesstimations of how the song was going to go. So they were like, hey, I finished Alaska. And they would post it just so people could like get that song in some way. And then whenever it finally came out, people like it was like a massive hit or whatever. Yeah. And then that came out first. Alaska came out first, I think. I guess that would make sense. Yeah. Which did she drop out of school after that? She better have. I don't know if she did or not. That's a good question. Because I'm assuming she was in school for music production or for what? Uh, well, I mean, it was a music production class. So like Frills like going through all these songs and like seeing, you know, what where oh, and he would give feedback. He'd be like, I don't like the bass in this song. I don't like the way you did the drums here, but I like this. And then he gets to Maggie and he says, this is singular. There is only one of these in the, on this earth, and it's you. Mm-hmm. And like it, when Pharrell says that, you're done. Like it's yeah. over. So like she produced her own song. I th- that is my understanding of it. Please go watch the video and you. Maybe she. I wonder if she just wanted to be a producer, and then she was just like, "Well, I'll just sing on this song that I wrote and see what happens." And maybe it was a songwriting class. I don't. I, I'm. It's unclear to me because the video went viral, and you know, you're not really looking for context when you see the viral part of a video. You're seeing the thing that made it go viral. Because whenever you see her, you're not. You don't see like a. Um, you don't see like a plan in her. Uh, hold on. You don't see 
a plan in her media, as in she's not like a Lady Gaga or right. Sia trying to market. The, do you know what I'm saying? Like she just there are definitely has her artists that are you, brand forward. But what I'm saying, yeah, yes. she's not that. And she's what not I'm that. saying though is that like she got recognized in the middle of just like making something very raw and genuine. And was just like, well, okay, I'll just like do this. Yeah. And well, I mean, I don't, it would be very interesting for me to know what her initial quote like plan was. Yeah. I would like to know that too. Even, I mean, she was at NYU. So she probably was like, I want to take this super seriously. And when we say that, whenever we go for it, I don't even think we know what that even looks like. Right. And we definitely don't think Pharrell's going to walk in and then skyrocket us into stardom. Yeah. Which is what happened to her. Yeah. But Did, was that the album that Pitchfork said was overproduced? Yes. Why? Uh, so there were a bunch of people involved in that record, one of which is my favorite producer, Rostam. Alaska went viral? Well, I think that she was just like an up and coming, like she was very talked about. Like it was a, it was a big. For her first album. Yeah. Can you imagine that? It's amazing. So uh, Rostam, who is like my favorite producer, a former guitar player of the, of Vampire Weekend, uh, produced Falling Water. Yeah. Which is my favorite song off that record. That's one of my favorites, yeah. That song is a, an amazing, perfect song. And um, I know there are other producers involved in it, but the the ones that Rostam did to me are like perfectly produced. But there are some songs on the record where I'm like, oh, wow, the, like I feel like the song acoustic would be way better than this. Mm-hmm. Like it like gets too dancey or it gets too like far out or whatever. But whenever like her with an acoustic guitar is just as powerful, if not more so, yeah. I think. I think so too. I think as an as an artist and as a songwriter, she is just like unbeatable. And sometimes that like maybe it's like cooks in the kitchen or whatever, referring to Pitchfork's review. Like it just something gets lost in it, you know. I I didn't I disagree with that. I think it's produced really well. Yeah, because you really like Light On. That's the song that you really like. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. I like I Light like, On, Falling Water. Um, Falling Water was one of my favorite songs of that year. Her new single. Uh, I'm going to love you for a long time. Yeah. So big fans of, of old would, Maggie. I, I want to see her live so bad. Yeah. She, she, Does uh, she play piano or guitar or both? She usually just dances around and sings, I think. But she has a video. I can't remember what the video is. I want to see if I can find it. It was, um, this was one of the, the reasons I fell so head over hills for her music was, um, oh, it's Light On. Why did I? Uh, she has a live version of Light On that is incredible. You mean a music video? It's a music video, but it's live and it's like a one take. Really? Yeah. They it, they just like hit record and it's just like it, like the lights go on and off, but she's it's like all these different sets. It's yeah. very, very impressive. Oh, yeah. You it, loved that. I loved that. I think I watched that a hundred thousand times the day it came out because I was just in total awe of it. Um, but yeah, Maggie Rogers is awesome. Mm-hmm. We're big fans. Big fan. Uh, start with her, you know, her album. Okay, let's talk about my fave show. Okay, let's talk about my fave show. You want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Hey, that's a pretty good idea. So we're two episodes in. Only two. Only two. How many 
are there in each season? I think there's 10 episodes in two seasons. Jeremiah, we need to watch one tonight. Oh, girl, there's no way. Cancel your plans. Can I already canceled. I just say really them. quick that um, I learned the theme on violin, and it's a pretty difficult part. I guess we should say we are talking about the show Succession Da-da. on HBO. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 we should. It is. It's it's good. I'm looking forward to it. The soundtrack of that show is one of my favorites in television. Yeah, the theme song especially is incredible. And they throw the theme around. They throw it it around all over the place. I love when a show does that. Whenever they like do, it reminds me of like 30 Rock. Yeah. Whenever they like, they do like a strip version of it. They do like a more melancholy version of it. They do a halftime version. They They do every type of any uh, instrument amazing i love so, doing that succession is the, is a story on family dynamics especially and it's about <laughs> well, um, i mean mostly yeah but it's it's about the father of this family getting ready to retire from this mega corporation that he runs multi-million and, dollar right multi multi a billion probably billion, okay and uh it's set in like 2012 do they live on wall street it, it, they're in New York City for sure. That's one of my other reasons I love it is because it's set in New York. Yeah. Filmed in New York, right? Filmed in New York, probably, if I had to guess. Like, all the outside is, at least. I know, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, but the the show is basically the father is going to step down from his company, and he's going to hand off the company to some to one of the sons or the daughter or whatever. And the whole show's premise is who's going to take over and through that being the main storyline, you unravel all of these weird social dyna- dy- dynamics. That's a weird Go word ahead. that I can't say. Social dynamics you, within the family. Your brain wanted to say dilemma because of yeah. Because it? I keep I'm thinking about deleting our social del- media. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, but it it more you resonate it with it most because you're like, oh, I also have a complicated relationship with my father or whatever. Kind of like what I was talking about earlier. I love how. It just shows everything, like all the things that the siblings are saying to each other. It's it's not super relatable to me because the, it is so openly dramatic. My family is more hidden about any drama that's there. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like they say the thing that you're holding back because you don't want to ruin Thanksgiving, but they like, but they, say they serve the turkey at Thanksgiving saying, and I'm going to kill you and you're, you and know, I like. Think but I, but it's interesting for that reason. It's also filmed a little bit like a documentary. Yeah, it feels like is that from a from like a technical standpoint, it feels like a serious version of The Office. Like it feels or I very say Arrested ha- Development because of the family business. Yeah, no, no, that's a that's probably a way better. It it, it if the Bluth Company was legitimate, <laughs> right? And like exactly. there were higher stakes. Exactly. Yes, yes. It feels like a dark. No, no. And if the amusement park was the banana stand. Yes, it feels like um, the Dark Knight meets Arrested Development in so many ways because it's like very. That was the first example I gave as soon as I started watching it was Arrested Development. Yes. But it is very, very stylistically dark. Not that. But it, yeah. but is also very edgy and like it's a slow burner by all accounts because like if I describe to you what was happening, you'd be like, that sounds like the most boring show of all time. Okay. And but they, the way the show builds tension in every episode, you're just like on the edge of your seat watching them sit around at a table having a meeting. Like it's just, right. it reminds me of the social network where it's like when you define the social network as a bunch of dudes at computers, you're like, that sounds terrible. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, this is just so well executed. That works, yeah. Um, who's your favorite character? 
Great question. Thank so um, Macaulay Culkin's younger that brother, Kieran. That blew my Kieran, mind whenever I saw him because I didn't know anything going into the show. Kieran Culkin is so good in the show. He plays Ronan and a Roman? Ronan? Roman. Roman, sorry. I think the names of the characters in this show are harder to memorize than Game of Thrones. It's pretty tricky. It's really tricky. So yeah. there's Kendall, there's Roman, there's uh, Shiv. Like, it's just, it's just really hard to keep up to me. My favorite is uh, Cousin Greg. Cousin he Greg, drives me nuts. Sorry. Yes, because he, you're not far enough into, this, okay. into the show yet. Yeah. So I almost stopped watching the show because of Cousin Greg. Okay. Because I was like, this dude is ruining every scene he's in. and He's so present, and it's annoying. When you get halfway into season one, you're like, why isn't he on screen all the time? Really? He's so good. Right now, I really like the stepmom. The step. Oh yes, I think she's got some quiet thunder in her. That's my fave. You got some quiet thunder. You get she's real who mom. I aspire to be. Yes, you get real mom later. She's also really, really good. You do. You do get real mom, and you also. I also like um, guy that just proposed to Shiv when her dad Tom. was in the hospital. Oh my gosh! <laughs> What's so his name? What's his his name's name? Tom. So he's such a weirdo. Tom and Greg, cousin Greg. Yeah. have the best relationship in the whole show to me. They're definitely building that up for me. Building it up because uh, one of the other things is like every move the company makes affects the whole family. So cousin Greg, who's uh, who gets put in the division of Tom in the company. He does? Yes. So, oh, you uh, just ruined it. Actually, I no, knew no, that was you knew, No, no, that's in happens in episode oh, one. I already knew that. Yes. <laughs> But uh, so Tom feels like threatened immediately and like that affects their relationship as a family. Sure. So there's like all these cool family dynamics that make the show like so interesting from like the first moment. But I will say the the first like the pilot, I guess you would say, I don't even know if they do pilots anymore because you get the whole season at once. But the first That's episode. What I was wondering. Yeah, it, it's got too much of a beginning and an end to make you feel the need to keep going. Yeah, because now that, speaking of pilots, though, like now that streaming services offer a season at a time, there's no need to do a pilot anymore, is that's, there? That's what I, and I don't know. So I don't know, because usually the, the I point- I kind of miss that, because I like finding the differences. Yeah, because usually the pilot is to get like picked up by a network so you can make the rest of the show, but like companies like Netflix are like, make me a season of show. So I don't even know if like pilots are like, that's like an outdated form of TV now. Yeah. You know more about the Gilmore Girls pilot than I do. Well, yeah, because I like. You like Googled it. Yeah, because I Googled it because I just find that stuff super interesting. But if if you're into dark shows and I, the, I'm i having a hard because we were rewatching it. I've seen it before. It does not seem as dark as a as a Game of Thrones or as a true detective. Like one of our friends, who was it that was like, Oh, I'm surprised Aaron's watching that. Uh, our boy Christian said that who is the guy that got me into succession. Why, why is it surprising? Well, there's some moments that I'm remembering that are definitely like, Ooh, I gotta, I definitely gotta warn her when that happens. Okay. Yeah. And I also think people think that you are super, uh, naive and tenderhearted when it comes to TV because you just don't typically watch it. Like I, cause you watched like three episodes of Game of Thrones and you were like, oh, I knew that dragon was going to eat that person in half or what? Like you, like you don't even, it doesn't phase you like people think it does. Well, and again, I think it's because I think I've said this before. It's because of the Oscar season challenge. Yeah. So every, if you can get through the Joker, there's very, cause the Joker messed me up. Granted, I watched it with a friend and she warned me of everything that was about to happen. Yes. I think your first 
the first movie you ever saw that got you like into edgy was Get Out because you Googled all of it before you went to see it. I YouTube, yeah, I YouTubed an explanation of it, and I all of the suspenseful parts were explained to me. So I was like, cool. Because we were going into the movie and we were all like worried about you and like wanted to like make sure you were good, and you were the one at the end of the movie that was like, I mean, I liked it. <laughs> and I was we were all blown away, and you were like, yeah, I YouTubed like the whole movie. I've, I think I've gotten better with it, with like I, the Oscar season, just being able to compartmentalize everything. Yeah, I think so. TV too. shows usually affect me more because they're not over within one sitting. You know, like yeah. I can't move on instantly. But um, I don't know. Like if it's now, if it's scary, I I, I don't even humor scary stuff. I don't. Well, I don't like I, scary. I'm stuff. gonna be honest with you. If I'm if I'm in one of my insomnia nights. And if I think of Parasite at 3 a.m., I'll be up the rest of the night. Yeah. No, I know. Like, I have proof of that because you wake me up. Yeah, you I told think, you to check under the bed the other night. Yeah. Um, I don't understand the point of scary. Like, some people love it. But Parasite wasn't really, quote, scary. But it there's some, like, psychological stuff in it that, me- that messed me up. So, yes, I am kind of delicate yeah. in that regard. But I just don't understand the point of paying $12 to be scared, to be uncomfortable. It's, it's worth it to me to watch the dark stuff because of the art factor of it. Yeah, I don't but know. But being scared, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just don't understand the, the theory. Some people or the, love it. It's October. Some people watch a horror film every day in October. Yeah, and I don't, we just don't do that. Not in this family. That's can't okay. Yeah, I can't do that's it. That's okay. Okay, so I would like to talk about... Uh, Can we talk about how you just picked up your coffee mug and it was really sad because you were like, shoot, it's empty. Yeah, that's my whole life is picking up <laughs> empty coffee mugs because I already drank it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw how defeated you were. Thank you for pointing it out. I appreciate that. Okay, I would like to talk about the election. In that, no. I don't want to talk about the election. Okay, that was dramatic. That was so dramatic. I'm very dramatic. So I... Right. What are you pulling up? So I made a list no. of things that we can we get to think about instead of the election. Go for it. Because... Do you, give you the first, do you want to make a game out of it? I'd love a game. Okay. I have had enough of 2020. I've had enough of checking the news. And I understand. I'd never want to talk about politics on this podcast, ever. That okay. is just not our wheelhouse, right? Okay. But so I I got to thinking something I do as a seven on the Enneagram and as just like me being me, I always look for the silver lining and I'm, I wanted to think about things in 2020 that are positive that maybe we haven't like taken inventory of. Go ahead. So uh, the first thing I want to think about, let's, let's say things that happened in 2021 because of the things that happened in 2020. We like don't, We don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's fun to think about. Oh. <laughs> so I want to get, I'm going to make some predictions on 2021. Okay. Yes. So I think 2021, there's going to be more bakeries opened than any year in history. Explain. Because all these sourdough folks oh at home gosh. finding this new passion. <laughs> my word. They are going to bust out here. This is, 2021 is going to be the year of carbs. Okay. And I think that we should be here for it. Okay. Like, I think you're finally going to get your gluten-free arti- artisan bread because some chick that's stuck at home or some dude that's like, I'm tired of working for this corporate company. Yeah. I'm just going to make bread all the time. Yeah. I think that is going to be born this year. In 2021. Next year. It's being born now. It will be a Execute. teenager in 2021 <laughs> out into the free world. Good. What else you got? Um, this is fun. I think that... 
This is, I, I have no way to prove this. You're going to become a plant person? No. Okay. Not good. even close. Good. Uh, I think that we're about to reach a lull in TV that I'm excited about because we, you know, there was this moment where there was a new amazing TV show every week. Mm-hmm. At some point, all the studios had to stop. So I feel like we're going to have like this break in TV and film to where there's like not a lot of new releases. Okay. And I think that's going to give us all a chance to catch up. <laughs> okay. So like if you've never seen Succession and you want to watch the super Emmy winning second season, okay. now you have time because there's not going to be all these amazing movies all at one time. I'm worried that we're not going to have the Oscars. I, I mean, they'll probably do it because they did the Emmys at TV or on live yeah, stream. I know, but have there been enough movies to be nominated? No, we don't know yet. but I think, I think that we are taking in more entertainment than we were designed to. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be nice if it's like a forced, Hey, maybe breathe a little bit. Yeah. Let's get a book. See what that feels like. Mm. Maybe take a step back. A little TV shaman. A little TV shaman. Jeremiah, that's not very nice. No, no, I'm, I am guilty of it. I know. Because like I smashed all of Mandalorian in one day. Like I am guilty of it. No, I know. Do you think the post office is going to change? Great question. Uh, I don't think the post office is going to change. I think the post office will always be as good as it is in that it is not great. But I think it will remain as functional as it will. I don't think it's going away, but it would not surprise me if it looked different. I just don't... I think UPS and FedEx are too expensive to be like the norm. Okay. Because post office gets your package and your letter to where it's supposed to go. And I just think that that's not going away. What if stamps jump up to like 80 cents? I think it would be temporary. I'm just kidding. I don't think that'll happen. Yeah, I think it would be temporary. Okay, what else are you planning for that's exciting? I think that there's going to be a Scrubs reunion. Okay, interesting. Because their podcast, they so I'm, I love it's Scrubs. It's just gone so well. It's gone so well for them that they're... It's showing how many people are still super into that show. Yeah, true. And the podcast is like a sensation. It's like one of the bigger podcasts of the year. And like all these magazines are saying it's like the best podcast of pandemic or whatever. Wow. And it has gotten so much attention and it has millions of listeners. Like why wouldn't they come out with a TV show like a reunion, like a Netflix season? I think that could do it because they're definitely they brought it up a couple of times that there's interest. And it would not surprise me if, if we got that in 2021. Okay. Okay. And I don't know why. This is the last thing I have. And then you have to speculate some. Oh, I haven't thought about this. You had a list. Well, I had a list because I, I, needed, to, I needed to think about the positives of it. Yeah, um, I know. I think 2021 is going to be a big year for Shia LaBeouf. Okay. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. You, you thought about some weird things of... These are some weird takes of well, 2021. I'm, I want to think about the things in 2021 that got that brought me a lot of joy and then think about like why they brought me joy. It probably brought someone else joy and it probably brought a lot of people joy because we're all doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you get inspired on, before pandemic, it's because you were out somewhere, you saw something that had an impact on you, mm-hmm. but we're all locked inside right now. I just thought of something that might happen. What? I feel like there might be an increase in... Like virtual doctor visits. Okay. Like maybe you're like not going in. We as might much. start like 
headed and heading in more of that direction. I don't know. Would you would you go to the doctor on on Zoom? Yeah, if I just had if I knew I just needed like I if I had like a cold or if I had pink eye or if I knew I just needed to be prescribed a medicine, I would do it. You think so? One time I went to the doctor and so I had a I had a kidney stone whenever we first met. Mm-hmm. And um, this was timeline. This was right before West West Nile. This was like two weeks before I had West like Nile. Super, yeah, so in the had, same month, I had a kidney stone and West Nile virus. And I had nothing. And you had nothing. You were just vibing. But I went to the doctor one time in South Carolina, and we we were. I had a sinus infection on tour, and I needed a shot because we had a show that night, and I was just like really stuffy, whatever. And I don't support that anymore. I don't either. Uh, but I did then because I didn't know better. I know. I didn't know. But. I don't get shots of, like, I just don't go to the doctor if I don't have to. I just want my body to do its job. Yeah. But I remember being there and I said something flippantly and she was like, oh, you had a kidney stone? Are you cool if I take some tests? And I was like, oh, that's weird. And she took tests and then she was like, okay, you're good. What? And I was like, why? And she was like, because you said something. I, I can't remember it. And I may be remembering it wrong. It was like years ago now. But she was like, well, you said this. And I just wanted to make sure your calcium levels weren't high for any other reason. And I just remember like, because I was in the room. She was reading my vibe. She could get, she could make sure that I was, I don't know. I wonder if something like that would be lost Were over. Were your Zoom. calcium levels high? Well, I think, because isn't a kidney stone a calcium Deficient, or it's like a build up. Yeah, a calcium build up. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. We are getting blood work pretty soon, though. Yeah. Oh, this is something we'll have to talk about in a few weeks. In two weeks, I'm getting, uh, I'm donating blood for the first time. <sighs> She's doing it. I've always wanted to do it, and I'm going to go with a buddy, and you're knocking out. I feel pretty strongly about it. Okay. I'm excited about it. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it. It'll be O. Jeremiah talks about blood. The vampire episode. <laughs> the Halloween episode. Ew, babe. No, I like that. Okay. What are you super into right okay, now? Okay, so I talk about this place a lot, but I just wanted to give another shout out to Trader Joe's. That can't be your thing every week. <laughs> no, it, it's not. I know, I'm just kidding. I just love it. They have really affordable flowers for like a little treat yourself. Um, I hosted, I helped host a baby shower this weekend and I got almost all of my stuff there, like flowers, food, party favors, like everything. And it was just a great time. Here's a little home cocktail for you guys. Get you a bottle of the pink sparkling lemonade. Okay. Put, fill your glass up about a third full. Put okay. a little ice in there. And then two thirds of champagne. That sounds like a great Boom. cocktail. It is uh, amazing. That sounds like a great cocktail. Um, I love Trader Joe's a lot. They also have, whenever it comes out, I'll I'll let everyone know. It's seasonal. That's It's kind of exciting to me that there are items there that you can't get all the time. Like, you're like, oh, man, I can't wait till this comes out at Thanksgiving. I mean, it, I, mean I think every store is like that. But for some reason, at Trader Joe's, it makes it, like, extra special. I just yeah. feel extra excited about it. There is a cheese that they have there. You had it at my Aunt Carrie's house. Remember Noodles leaned over and took a bite of it on the coffee table? Yes. It's like a lemon cheese, and it tastes like cheesecake. It's like a ricotta weird thing. But they only sell it at Christmas, and I'm really excited to get that. That sounds amazing. I don't know why I said that. I just I I love Trader Joe's. Uh, no one would ever question that. 
Yeah. Like we, we are very pro Trader Joe's on behalf of you, which I, I love. Lo- I love it. You love it. Yeah. Which is great. Okay. Before we, before we do mine, do you want to do your feelings? Well? No, I mean, I feel like it's pretty clear. Like I said at the beginning that you, we didn't just, we didn't complete the feelings wheel at the beginning of the episode because we went into my spiral of how I feel bad about myself. Okay. So I think it's pretty clear that I was feeling pretty sad or as I've recently called it, floopy. Yeah. I don't like that word. Okay. I feel like floopy means I could cry at any moment. I don't like floopy without knowing why. Because it feels like for me, it feels feels like, no, no, it doesn't feel negative. It feels like you're making a joke of being sad. Mm. Cause like floopy to me feels like I'm feeling floopy, which is I'm like a ha ha. I'm very emotional, but like everything's fine because like, I don't want you to feel like it's a joke that you're sad. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I don't think I do though. It's okay. So I said you were fussy, but how are you actually feeling? No, no, your feelings will. We already talked about me. Your feelings. We didn't will. finish up your percentages, but yeah, I think I'm pretty sad. You can also guess. Or, do you want to continue to guess? Now or earlier? How do I feel now? I feel like you're just begging for a nap. I am. Yeah. I'm tired. I can I can tell that. I'm emotionally tired. Yeah. So I, oh, and emotionally. And physically. And physically. So I would say you're 50% sleepy, 50% floopy. Thanks. <laughs> and uh, we need to wrap this up so you can go pound out your feelings. Yeah. Okay, cool. So what are you into? Uh, what am I into? Um, do, you, do you keep forgetting what you decided? Yeah, because I'm trying to be present for you. Thank you. Yes. Um. So Lake Street Dive is a band that I've that yeah. I've followed forever. They have a new song um called Making Do. And there's a lyric in the song that makes me so, that You're like You're cracking up already. What's going it's on? It's just such a good lyric because like they like it is powerful in its meaning but also it's powerful on its face, which to me is hard to do because like you have to Sometimes I have to chew something until I can taste it, but sometimes you put it in your mouth and you taste it immediately. Wow. This one, it tastes sweet on the way in, and when you chew it, it has like more of a richer taste, right? Yeah. I don't even know if that's good, accurate taste testing. No, I mean, I I got the description. But in the song Making Do, it's kind of about like how we're... Well, let me say the line, and then... So um, the line is, I think, Merry Christmas to future generations. Actually, let me get the exact line because I don't want them, I don't want to sully their name. You think this is like a COVID song? Uh, that's a great question. I don't know. Uh, making do lyrics. That's a good question. I don't making know. Making do? It's called Making Do. D O? D O. Sounds like you're saying Dune. No, no. Dune is a book that I'm trying to get through right now, oh, but it's right. so confusing. Okay. It's To the Next Generation, Merry Christmas. You're working harder than ever now, and the coffee sucks. Oh, my. I love that lyric so much. To the next generation? Yes. So basically, like, to our kids. Okay. You're working harder than ever, and the coffee sucks. I The way she sings it, it sounds hilarious to me. Like, I, I audibly giggled when she said it. Okay, what do you think it means? So the next line, you know Columbia and Kenya got too damn hot, and now you're making do with what you got. So it's like a you're wrecking the earth. we wrecked the earth and now you have to deal with it. So like uh, I just that line floored me, and I think that a a line that's that's like funny and then followed by something that's like heady 
is just really impressive to me. Okay. Yeah. And I'd, I go ahead. Lyrics that I struggle with are lyrics that are funny because I'm only going to laugh one time and I'm never going to really want to listen to it again. Mm. Yeah, I I just that's just not my vibe for like, sure. Like I'm not going to laugh every time. Yeah, and you don't have to. I would At some point it like, stops being funny and it starts being just good to you. Sure. Uh, yeah, maybe that's the switch I never get cuz I just like I don't want to have to like laugh at a song. I just want to like feel the song. Yeah, but I mean, laughter, I mean, being happy and feeling laughter, like those are feelings. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Like I, I love funny songs. No, I guess I don't really agree with that. Sorry, I'm processing that. But you know, that feeling of like someone sings something and then people laugh in the audience and you're like, oh, you're going to know that's coming next time. You're describing my favorite moment of our shows. Oh, it, sorry. It feels like stand up. Yeah. Which I love stand up and I so No, I know. I the just, line in our song that always gets a laugh isn't even if it kills me whenever I say take pictures of sandwiches and ask the internet how blessed a man could be. Yeah. When, and I know an audience is really listening when they laugh at when that. When they laugh. So it's like a, a good marker for you. And I Is get that way that. is that your low key way of saying you don't like me as a person? Or what's the just vibe? your songwriting. Oh no. holy <laughs> why did that hurt worse? <laughs> Why did that hurt Babe, that significantly was a joke. That worse? Was a joke. No, I think what I'm, what am I trying to say? That like, you are incorrect. No, perfect. Great. If I hear. Wrap it up. Stop. <laughs> if I laugh at a song lyric, then I know the next time I hear it, I'm not going to laugh at it. Why does that matter? Because I guess a song I like to listen to over and over again, and I like to feel different things for it, but I never want to be reminded, oh, I'm not going to laugh at this. I, mean, I have, I have no point. I have no leg to stand on. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to... I'm wrong. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a big dump on your, on everything that, that you're really I'm, into. I didn't mean to say I'm dumb. I'm wrong. It's okay. okay. I can be wrong. No, no. I love that. I love that. I was processing it and I don't... I didn't handle that very well. No, no. You handled it well, perfectly. Well, you know what? You guys, I'm just floopy today, so... <sighs> Please don't make floopy a thing. You said it earlier. Well, I'm trying to... I'm not trying I'm, to enable you, but I'm also trying to support you. struggling today. You are... How would you like to end this podcast today? What do you need? I don't know. How do I end it? Yeah. Usually you just cut me off whenever I say something funny. Mm-hmm.